Hello, everyone. This is KWOD Radio, and this is Patty Holstrand, and we are so happy today to give you somebody terrific to talk to and to listen to, as Gail Martin. And she's got a new, she's got a book, she's got several books, but one recent one is 30 Days to Social Media Success. Turn off the music here. So we welcome Gail today. Well, thank you so much for having me here. Well, Gail, give us a little lowdown of, you know, what you do and what you write about. Well, I write both fiction and nonfiction, and um, I've had a 25-year career as a marketing expert. My MBA is in marketing, and I also write fiction. I have an internationally best-selling fantasy adventure series for two different publishers. And what I discovered was... In really focusing on social media to promote my fiction book, that was where I really started to get my feet wet with it because my original publisher was based in England and I needed to be able to reach a global audience very easily and inexpensively. And so I found the rewards of working in social media, both the intrinsic reward of being able to very easily connect with readers and also the extrinsic reward of selling more books to work very, very well. Brought it back to the other side of my life with my marketing clients and said, hey, folks, this is this is good stuff. I think we need to incorporate this into the marketing strategies that we're developing. So from that grew a lot of people on, on both sides of my life coming up to me and saying, I don't know how you're doing it, but what you're doing works. Can you teach me how to do it? And therein lies the tale of where the books came from. So um, this created the 30-Day Results Guide series with Career Press. The first book in that, 30 Days to Social Media Success, came out at the end of 2010. And the next book in that series, 30 Days to Online Marketing and PR Success, will come out in late October of this year. Well, that was a question I was going to ask you. Which one came first? Well, the social media piece came first because there is just almost a limitless hunger out there that I encounter, especially from small business owners, but also from authors in terms of you know, what is this social media? Everybody tells them that they need to be on social media, but very few people tell them what to do or, or how to use it once they get out there. And yeah. so they feel this pressure, they feel like they're missing out on some kind of great marketing opportunity, but when they log in and create a Facebook page, they end up sitting there at a blank screen going, now what? And so the book was designed for people to answer that question of now what? It's not a push this button, push that button, set up your Facebook page, it's not a setup it's a strategy, strategy book, book on how, on how to, to really use, use social media social strategically. strategically. And here's and the great here's the part. part. I designed it for really busy people so that so you that can you read, read the chapters, chapters in less than 30 minutes and start to apply them. And it was all designed for people who might be able to spare half an hour a day, but not much more than that. And they want to get out there and use it effectively, but they don't have time to wait. That sounds great. I know that there are a lot of great questions, especially when it comes to 
some of the changes that have happened with uh, a lot of the social media networks like Facebook. Have you noticed any specific mm -hmm. changes and uh, what that does to how you wrote your book? Well, social media is always changing, and that's why the publisher and I both agreed we didn't want to do a push-this-button kind of guide to how to set up your Facebook page or how to create a LinkedIn profile. The information in the book is about how to use Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, blogging, some of the other specialty sites strategically. What kind of content to post? How to start conversations with your ideal prospects? How to leverage your other marketing more effectively by using social media as the glue to bind all your campaigns together. And the nice piece about that is Given that Given focus that, for the book, it doesn't matter if Facebook changes where it puts its link to, to place ads or changes its nav bar from the top to the side uh, because it's a strategy book. And it's all about how to use the pieces for your particular goals and business to get more connections, more visibility, and ultimately make more money. Well, that's what it's all about. Um, I noticed that Facebook has gotten more into uh, businesses, you know, trying to get more businesses involved, obviously because they need to get more monetizing uh, in order to stay uh, viable as a business. Um, well, how do you I think, think that's going to do? What's really interesting with Facebook is, as, as we all know from watching the social network, this was developed by some guys in college who wanted to get a date for the weekend. It was all about meeting girls and connecting college students when it started. They had no thought that businesses would ever want to be on here. In fact, of course, when Facebook started, you couldn't be on it unless you had a .edu email address and were a student at the very at beginning, the very, right. at a and select so handful of colleges. Oh, well, that opened up to all universities, and then it opened up beyond universities. And, and I think the whole idea of businesses, let alone corporations, wanting to be on Facebook, took the Facebook management people by utter surprise. I think they were completely blindsided by it. So they have been playing catch-up. And so you've got a highly desirable tool being utilized by business people and being run by people who have not necessarily come out of the traditional small business or corporate structure. So I think in this sense, Facebook is constantly playing catch-up in a field that they don't totally understand themselves, and it makes for a very interesting dynamic. Yeah, that, and that's probably true because with any new venture with this technology, uh, this is all brand new. You know, but we're all well, it's learning. It's not only brand new technology, but the whiz kids that built the platform didn't come out of corporate or small or traditional small business, so they right. don't have firsthand knowledge of what the marketing demands or desires are. So what's happening is the marketplace is going out there and saying, "Well, this isn't exactly what I need, but I can I can kind of jerry rig this and get it to be mostly what I need." 
And then Facebook comes along afterwards and goes, gee, look at what they're doing with our platform. Maybe maybe we could tweak this and make it a little easier for them. So it yeah. is a very fluid, dynamic situation where the market is really dictating to the development team, this is how we want to use your tool. You didn't design it for this, but we're going this direction whether you're with us or not. And Facebook is truly playing catch-up. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of funny about how they're they're seeing things. You know, we're we're jury rigging things, and that's true. Uh, it's like we're trying to make you know uh, our tools work harder for us, and so they yeah they're they're having to pay catch up. That's kind of funny. Now, well, I think you know a lot of people look at social media as some kind of alien being, and, and they're trying to figure out well, what is it, and, and if I poke it, will it bite? And the truth is, social media is just another form of personal networking, and business people understand personal networking. They've been doing it all their professional lives. They go to luncheons, they go to B&I meetings, they go to you know cocktail after hours. They know how to connect with people and talk business and develop relationships. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, it's just a different platform for doing that. And once people realize that, then it takes the fear out of social media for them, and they start to say, okay, this is cool. I can see the advantage now. How do I really put the pieces together, and how do I meet the right kind of people out here for my business? I think also, I'm not sure if you if you can tell me this, but I think that the age groups uh, really make a difference because I, I find that the younger generation is not – uh, it's not as important to them to have privacy, where the older generation is like, well, I don't want to get in here. They're going to know everything about me. Well, you know, what I really find funny about that is if you grew up in a small town, you understand that not only is everybody related to everybody, so you shouldn't say anything bad to somebody because it's probably somebody's cousin or nephew, and, and that anything, anything said at the diner will make it all the way across town before you can drive your car that far. Yeah. So, so privacy in a small town is a very relative term. Everybody knows what everybody's doing. And not only that, they knew what your parents were doing and your grandparents. We have gotten somewhat away from that in large cities. But social media has recreated that global village, and it's the kind of semi-privacy that humanity has lived with for tens of thousands of years. So it isn't really taking anything away. It's a return to the kind of public life that people in small villages and towns and, and little farming, farming communities, communities just take just for granted, granted because everybody knows everybody else's business. business. It's curious, then, that it would be the older generation that's screaming about privacy, and the kids are just taking it by storm and, and running with it. Um, my well, father finally, when you're younger, finally got on Facebook. You may not have the perception that, that you have any warts or flaws to hide. Um, uh, and I think the easiest thing to do is... Kind of like the advice your grandmother probably gave you about living the rest of your life, which is 
don't do anything wrong and you won't have anything to hide. Um, on social media, the piece is don't put anything out there that you wouldn't want to have on the front page of the paper. So don't put pictures out there that make you look drunk. Uh, don't don't say things out there and go on a rant just because you're on a bad day. Um, comport yourself in a way that that shows you at your best. And be aware that what you say on Facebook lives forever, as it does with anywhere else on the Internet. So what happens in Vegas may stay in Vegas, but what happens on Facebook goes everywhere. That's a good way to put it. Good way to put it. And then obviously we we all need to watch what we say. And the same thing, it's so easy just to type it. So... Well, you know what well, it's I mean, there. people get this, you know, illusion of writing almost like in their own private journal when they're alone in a room with a computer. And just because they can't see the faces of the millions of people on the other side of that connection, they kind of forget that they're there. Um, if you're using social media for business purposes, you can never forget that that interface is there because that's the reason you're on social media. You want to be connecting with your ideal prospects in order to meet their need, develop a relationship, and hopefully pull them down your sales funnel so that they become clients. Right, definitely. Uh, I get a lot of uh, feedback from what I say and what I do on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, LinkedIn is an interesting. Uh, so I use LinkedIn quite a bit for articles and and you know passing along that kind of information. I'm on something like fifteen or twenty different groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I got something. I a friend of mine just gave me today about privacy and how to reset it because I, apparently they made some changes that wound up uh, doing something uh, squirrely to people's <laughs> profiles. Um, I do notice that I have an awful lot more people actually connecting to me that I don't even know. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. Well, so I how, you know, I always tell people Facebook is like a networking luncheon. You want to meet all the new people you can. Twitter mm-hmm. is like a cocktail party, short conversation. But, again, you want to work the room. You want to move around and meet as many new faces as possible. LinkedIn works differently. LinkedIn is more of a qualified business referral where the kind of meeting where you may meet someone at a cocktail party or a networking luncheon and you really connect and you say, hey, let's go get coffee and talk about this further. Or, wow, I've got some references for you and maybe there's some connections you can make with me. Let's go to Starbucks and talk. That's what LinkedIn is. So I always tell folks... You want to accept friends from everywhere on Facebook and Twitter. The more, the merrier. But on LinkedIn, be very selective about who you accept because once you accept somebody as a connection on LinkedIn, you can see all of their connections. They can see all of yours. And the real power with LinkedIn is being able to see who your connections can connect you to. Now, in real life, you're not willing to make referrals for just anybody and everybody because some of your reputation rides on how they comport themselves. So you kind of want to check somebody out before you make an introduction so that they won't embarrass you. Same thing on LinkedIn where you want to be a little more cautious and only accept people that you at least have some knowledge of. You don't have to be best friends, you don't have to be business partners, but 
somebody that you feel like you know well enough that you would introduce them to somebody in real life and not worry about them embarrassing you. That's a good way to put it. And and I really love your analogy there on what in our lives to connect, you know, and and understand what e-social media is about and how it works. Um, we're gonna get a touch on twi- uh, link or Twitter. I'm sorry, Twitter, because that one, I'd have to say that the uh, middle-aged generation doesn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> And and it's funny because I hear so much confusion over 140 characters. Um, here's the thing. Twitter is great for short tips, uh, referring people to great business books that you've read, commenting on something business-related in the headlines that has some relevancy to your business. So, you know, if you're a real estate agent and – there's a There's great, a great article, article in the Wall Street Journal, Journal about, about uh, home uh, prices price nationwide. Price. Include a Include link to that, that article, and maybe a couple maybe of tweets, follow-up follow comments on that. that. It's a great it's place a great to ask questions, questions or to include links to, to online polls or surveys. surveys. Uh, to uh, pass along motivational uh, quotes. And I think one of the biggest things is sharing tips. It's a great place to send short tips related to your area of expertise, or to ask your readers, you know, what's your biggest issue you're struggling with related to, you know, this business area? What are your questions? So you can do Q&A very easily on Twitter. And unlike blogs and Facebook, where the responses are a little more lengthy, Twitter is actually easy to jump on and off or let people know. I'm going to be speaking at the Chamber of Commerce in, you know, on Tuesday. There's still room. Come if you can. Or just got off the radio show. You can catch the link live here. Um, in fact, I have tweeted sometimes during the break on radio interviews and said, I'm live on this show. We're doing a giveaway at 20 after. Uh, call in. Here's the number. And had people from my Twitter list call in. So Twitter is so extremely versatile. It's also easy. I just have to chuckle that it seems to stump so many people. Well, it, I, it, it's 140 characters, but I, I think that a lot of them is they don't quite understand where their tweets are going to. It's, you know, there's like, well, there you have your friends. They have, they, you have attachments just like you do on Facebook. But there's, you know, yes, but how do they get my tweets? <laughs> well, they get your tweets if they come to your page and read them. And if they subscribe to follow you, then they'll receive your tweets in their feed. Um, it's really as simple as that. <laughs> Yeah, that's simple. <laughs> For some reason, they're not quite getting that. They also, I, I have a couple of authors who are uh, middle aged also, who is like they're going like, why would anybody want to know what I'm doing? <laughs> I said well, and they're I mean, amazed about that. <laughs> human beings are inherently nosy. I think we all assume that everybody else's life is much more interesting than ours. And while we know that we're going about the daily grind, we kind of have this feeling that everybody else is off at some cocktail party we didn't get invited to. 
I don't know why that is, but but we always assume everybody else is doing something more interesting. And if you have some scrap of uh, fame, so to speak, or uh, celebrity, such as an author, uh, and and a scrap is, for most of us authors, a scrap of fame is all you get. Uh, But still... It, it makes you a little bit different, so people want to know, well, how's your day different than mine? Or, well, gee, you spend all your time writing books. Um, what's it like? So just, you know, making a comment about what's going on. Now, the running joke about you don't need to tell people that you're flossing your cat or bathing your cat or, or just, you know, brushing your teeth is true, but... One of the things with social media that people are hungry for is an insight into the human being behind the business or the book. And so it's all about being personable and giving people that insight, just like you would in a casual business conversation. You're not going to spill your guts. You're not going to unload about your relationship troubles or your financial issues. You're going to make small talk. Social media is hungry for small talk that gives some insight into you as the person, whether you're a business owner or an author. That's really all it is. That's an interesting way to put it. I want everyone to know that they can call in right now. We have about five more minutes. That's 714-242-5145. And I'm going to put this out there. The prescription who can give uh, give us a, a good question can win their free book. We have a free book that uh, we can give away here. At least that's what I'm told. I'm not sure if it's a hard cover or a soft cover. It's a soft cover trade paperback, 30 Days to Social Media Success. And I guarantee okay. you, quick and easy read. Well, yeah, if you guys don't call in and uh, ask a question, then I guess I get to win it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I do know there's some people in there they are they're, they're listening. Um, well, and then we well, just had a small talk piece. Um, we, we may have lost some of that art in our society because we're all so busy. But if you think about the relationships that you nurture either on a professional or personal side, you generally aren't getting deep into the details of someone's life, but you're kind of interested in, you know, their cat did something cute today or their, uh, you know, just kind of a quick catch-up of what their kids are doing. Their, you know, son or daughter just won the soccer trophy. Uh, you know, maybe their husband just ran a 5K. None of that is revealing any deep secret about yourself or compromising your cherished privacy, they're the kind of details we share with acquaintances or coworkers or the clients that we chit-chat with a little bit before we get down to business. But when we share that level of chit-chat, we start to build a relationship. We start to get a picture of the person outside of a single role, and they become more human to us. We like them better, and we prefer to do business with people we like. That is that is true. It's interesting how you would uh, 
I, and I we can talk a little bit about blogging because I find that to be a different animal. Uh, they, you know that people are reading you because you're getting the numbers, but nobody's willing to really make a comment. Well, I think that blogging is having a more extended conversation or at least monologue where if you're an author, you can talk about topics related to your book but not necessarily covered in your book, whether that be business of writing or cool things you've turned up in your research that didn't make it into the book or something in the headlines that sparks you to kind of muse about something tangentially related to your topic. Or it could just be talking about the things that you encounter in your life as a business person that would be of interest to your clients. So some people blog about how to talk, how to do better with coupons, how to get more out of your grocery money, how to uh, make your copier work better for longer. That's very valuable to a certain segment of the audience. So, you know, for example, if you sell office equipment and your blog is about how to extend the life of your office equipment, things you can do with different pieces of office equipment that you might not have heard of, advanced features, new stuff you heard at the industry conference that you went to, but of course most of your clients didn't go to. That's valuable information. And once again, it's the kind of thing you would share in conversation at a networking luncheon. You just can't have lunch with everybody uh, spread out over a geographic area. That is for sure. That is for sure. Yeah, that I just finding that it's kind of funny how I'll you know, I'll say, Well, why aren't you guys making comments on Blogger yet you'll write about everything on Facebook? <laughs> and you know, I think that is something important for people who do blog to realize just because you're not getting comments doesn't mean people aren't reading you. It's just they may not have anything to say. And then you'll put up another blog. And you'll get and five you get or ten or fifteen, 15 comments, comments, and then maybe and then nothing, nothing for the next two weeks. That's, That's okay. okay. Um, I mean, uh, really, I think I unless think you are out there out trying to be intentionally provocative, provocative. Mm. which is which a whole is different, different set of, set of rules, rules and, and, and not and one I'm particularly I'm fond, of, fond of, you're not you're going not to attract an audience that is just clamoring to have its voice heard and getting and into verbal, verbal fist fights in your comments. I don't think most people want that. No, I don't like that either. I don't like it either. I, that's uh, sensationalizing. Oh, and, sure, uh, and we get enough of that in the media. I mean, you know, if you want to see blogs that get a ton of comments, go out and look at the columnists who write for major newspapers. But it's their job to be provocative they attract an audience that wants to kind of get into a, an argument, and that's exactly what they drop. They're doing their job, but that's not relevant to most people in most other businesses. In fact, it would be counterproductive. That's true. Uh, we're in the last few minutes, and I like Gail to, uh, you know, just where do you get started if you're not into social media? 
Well, the easy answer would be to grab a copy of my book because I take you from the blank screen forward. Yeah, that was my attention. The, the short answer is don't be afraid to experiment. There's a lot of good information out there, including my book, but beyond my book, on how to get involved with social media. And it all starts with being willing to do something new. And where do we get your book? Well, you can find it at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, uh, FedEx office stores nationwide. Pretty much everywhere quality business books are sold. Can we buy it directly from you? Uh, not really unless I'm at a live event. Uh, it's much easier to grab it off of Amazon or Barnes & Noble um, or, as I said, in a FedEx office store. Uh, cool. There you go. That way everybody knows where they can get your book. Uh, they can also social get social media success. And, of course, you can find out more about me at gailmartinmarketing.com. There you go. <laughs> I do have that up on the chat so that everybody will know where to get a hold of you and obviously links on where to buy. Thank you, Gail. We're going to have to have you back because, you know, there's so many things we can talk about. And on your upcoming book, we'll definitely definitely have to have you come back later, September or or October, okay? Well, thank you well, thank so much. You. I'd love to come back. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, Gail. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for coming by. Bye-bye. We're still live here, and this is Patty Holstrand, and Gail has signed off. And um, we're really happy to have her. She's has some great information there, and her book has been uh, successful and allowed other people to be successful because of the, the writing in, in her book. Um, we had, and I have an author who had talked to her extensively and, and listened to her uh, taught before and have gotten her book and, and have used it. So he said, yeah, he, he gives her quite big accolades. And I said, well, that's wonderful to know, especially considering she's a guest of ours today. <laughs> so that worked out very well. And I'm really happy to have talked to her. And we wanted not having as much time as we were hoping. But that works out. We That way she can meet both of her engagements. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye uh, and have a great afternoon. Now, don't forget, we do have a, another great episode tomorrow. And this is going to be at 12.30 p.m. Arizona time, which is now mountain time. Now, three hours from that, be 3.30. So 2.30 will be... Central Time, sorry. 2.30 Central Time, that's 11.30 Pacific Time, and 3.30 Eastern Time. Trying to get all these times, so those time zones are crazy. Um, Anyway, that's going to be a show with uh, Donald Jocks again, but this one's going to be on fiction. This is for his Handyman book, uh, The Handyman. It's a fiction story. It's It's a... romantic suspense and I have to tell you that this book is the book that I've been waiting for 
for four years. And this is the book that I got into publishing in the first place. This is the book that I met Don over uh, dinner one night when I uh, critiqued his his book for the first time. And this was before I became a publisher. So uh, I've known uh, about his book that long. And, and he started his romance way back when, and then it changed to a suspense, which I'm so happy about because it's a much deeper story. And um, obviously suspense, romantic suspense makes us, makes us more money. So, hey, I went off for that. So I'm very happy to say that we're finally done with it, or he's finally done with it, because I did allow him the time that, it, that he needed in order to actually get it exactly the way he wanted it to be. Um, changed the, the, the ending again, and um, I'm much better satisfied with the ending, uh, especially after waiting this long. So I think it's going to be a, it's not a real large book, it's it's pretty decent-sized book, Um and I think that it's going to do very well for him. I think this has always been his breakout book. And I'm very happy to say we finally got that done. So uh, he's, his interview is tomorrow. And I have to say that's that's way to mature. Uh, Don has sometimes a uh, tendency to say little racy things. Uh, and so it's a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, it's, it, obviously, since it's romance. And uh, he's talking about the handyman. We will be discussing tools that for uh, to, for everyday use uh, or whenever you happen to get together with your loved one. So it is going to be a little more t- tongue-in-cheek, and it's, it'll be a lot of fun. And it'll be, uh, two, again, 12.30 afternoon tomorrow, uh, Arizona time, and keep, it, keep in track of that on Facebook. I am at facebook.com slash pj, as Patty Joe, dot Hultstrand, H-U-L-T-S-T-R-A-N-D. Uh, our show information is always on my page, always on my Facebook page. So you'll need to go down to the Handyman's Toolbox with Donald Jocks. And we're not just talking about, you know, how to, uh, how to fix your kitchen sink. We're talking about how to... F- how to fix uh, things in your bedroom. So that's with that. I will sign off, and you guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow afternoon when we talk to Don.